it's Catherine and I'm here with a new episode of The Addicted Austinite. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode because this week's is part two of our timeline epic. Um, last week, um, if you remember, we had a look at the history around the first 10 years of Jane's life. And it was largely dominated by the American Revolution. Luckily, uh, today we are looking at the next 10 years of Jane's life from 1786 to 1795. So no American Revolution this time around. No, this time it's the French. It's their turn to have a revolution. Though, of course, as we will see, there was quite a lot else going on as well. So, without further ado, let's jump straight into 1786. Um, This year, it's actually quite a quiet one, really. Uh, We've got Charles Cornwallis being appointed the Governor General of India, uh, which is very important with the Indian colonies in the UK. Obviously, Queen Victoria is the first Empress of India, but it's way back in the Georgian era that we start to to colonise and the East India Company goes over that. Uh, In the May of that year, we have the premiere of The Marriage of Figaro, which is very, very famous. And also that year is um, Poems Chiefly in the Scottish Dialect by Robert Burns. That's that's published as well. Uh, Born in that year were Sir Robert Inglis, Wilhelm Grimm, uh, the second of the Grimm brothers, the first one being born in last week's episode. Thomas Hancock uh, and David Crockett are born as well. Uh, Dying that year uh, was John Gwynne and Frederick the Great. So 1787, this is uh, one of my favourite years in history because it has a lot to do with with things that I'm interested in. Um, To start with, uh, Titania and Oberon moons were were found by Herschel. Uh, Shea's rebellion fails, it it comes to its unhappy conclusion. Um, And in the May, 11 ships of criminals set off from Britain Uh, to Botany Bay in Australia and it is very hard not to say that like um, Chekhov in Wrath of Khan (laughs) keep I keep that's all I hear when I hear Botany Bay these days um also that year delegates gather to draw up the US constitution um if you remember last week's episode they became a nation the US becomes independent from Britain, uh, but it's not until 1787 that the Constitution is drawn up. Adding to that, in the October, the Federalist Papers are published, uh, written, of course, by Alexander Hamilton and a few other people, but they aren't the star of a hit musical, so we'll focus on Hamilton. (laughs) Born in that year, we have Emma Willard, William Etty, Sojourner Truth, uh, Louis-Jacques Daguerre, John Dobson and Mary Russell Mitford. Dying that year, uh, William Watson, Carl Friedrich Abel and Jean Alamond. 
So moving into 1788, Jane will be 13 at the end of that year. This is the year that Arthur Philip hoists the British flag at Sydney Cove. Uh, the first steamboat patent is issued. Austria declares war on Russia, as it has done many times before and will do many times afterwards. Um, the British Parliament accepts the abolition of the slave trade. And this is the year that you can really start to see the beginnings of the French Revolution. There's the Day of Tiles in France. And Louis XVI calls the states and the generals together in that famous meeting. It's also a very big year for births. We have Lord Byron, Robert Peel, Theodore Hook and Fitzroy Somerset, all born in that year. And it's also quite a big year for deaths as the world says goodbye to Bonnie Prince Charlie. So uh, moving swiftly on to 1789, um, quite an interesting year. Uh, mutiny on the bounty happens in that year, though it doesn't quite happen as the Simpsons would have you believe. <laughs> um, William Wilberforce makes his first speech about abolition in that year as well. Uh, and the Bill of Rights in France is opposed and it's really the beginning of the French Revolution. This is the year of the Tennis Court Oath, Bastille Day on July the 14th and the Women's March on Versailles as well. Herschel is still discovering moons. <laughs> in his little observatory uh, and it's actually the year of the first Thanksgiving in the US in 1789 as well. Born in that year uh, was Maria Isabella of Spain, John Martin, James Fenimore Cooper, William Swainson and John Fawcett. Dying that year uh, it was Ethan Allen, John Clayland, Francis Brooke, Thomas Day and Claude Joseph Vernet. Now we have reached 1790. Uh, that, this is halfway through this week's episode and we're into a new decade. And it gets off to quite an exciting start, the 1790s. There is the Bread Riot. The first lifeboat is tested at sea. Uh, and we also have the Haitian Revolution as well. Um, the Haitian Revolution isn't something that's really talked about in, in Western history. Just realised you can't see my air quotes, but they were there. Um, if you're interested in that, I can recommend the Crash Course History episode on the Haitian Revolution. It's really interesting uh, and really important. Formative, and it's John Green as well and he's just lovely. <laughs> also in that year uh, we have an Aztec calendar discovered in Mexico City. So as I suggested the 1790s really do start with a bang and adding to that awesomeness uh, we have born John Tyler, George Everest, William Parry and King Leopold I of Belgium. Apparently, it seems that the 1790s were a bit too much for some people, uh, as dying that year, we had William Cullen, Benjamin Franklin and Adam Smith. So, we move into 1791. 
1791 is quite an interesting year. I have just been informed that it is the year that everything kicks off, an interview with the vampire. <laughs> but in real life, uh, it's also the year um, the Haitian Revolution is still going on. Um, the Samuel Machine is introduced in France. Uh, Robert Burns publishes uh, Tam O'Shanter as well. And the French Revolution is really stepping up a notch. This is the year that Louis and his family are captured. Um, Louis accepts the French constitution and Napoleon becomes commander-in-chief of the French armies. So quite a busy year, uh, 91. Born in that year, we have James Buchanan, George Peacock, Samuel Morse, Charles Walt, and Charles Babbage as well. Dying that year uh, were John Wesley, Mozart and Grigori Potemkin as well. So now we move to 1792. Uh, the French Revolution still going on. It really is at full speed by this point. Um, this is the year that the guillotine is first used to execute um, criminals, enemies of the state, things like that. Of course, it was created um, to be sort of an equal way of dying. No matter who you were, you died the same way. And it was supposed to be a little less painless, but yeah, it's, it's still capital punishment, so not great, but... Anyway, um, interestingly, the last use of the guillotine for execution in France was the same year that Star Wars came out. So that's another historical comparison for you. I, I find those things so interesting, seeing what's happening at the same time. Also in 92, uh, Louis and his family are imprisoned. There is the September Massacre in France as well, which is devastating. And talking of devastating populations, it's the first Columbus Day in the US. Of course, he was quite a, an American hero back then. But, but these days, we sort of see him for the genocidal maniac that he was. <laughs> Born in 92 uh, was Robert Patterson, uh, John Linnell, Thomas Mitchell, Percy Shelley, John Russell and William Hobson. Dying that year, uh, we have Leopold II, John Montague, Earl of Sandwich, Francesco Rossetti and Richard Arkwright. Okay, so now it is 1793, French Revolution still going at full speed. And this is the year that Louis is sentenced to death and he and Marie Antoinette are executed by a guillotine. So it's a really big year in terms of uh, the French Revolution. There's also, oddly enough, in that year, the first zoo is uh, put in Paris. It's the first public zoo. So lots of entertainment for people in Paris at that year. You get to see lots of cute and furry animals and a public execution as well. 
what's not to enjoy? 1793 is also sort of the start of what we know as the reign of terror as well with Robespierre and his lot. Um, Lots of confusing things going on. This is when they start to change the calendars and we get all confused with years one and all the months named after seasons and all that sort of thing. It it gets a bit confusing, Um, but luckily it, it doesn't last very long. Born that year, uh, we have William McCready, John Clare and Francis Danby. Dying, of course, uh, Louis Sixteenth and Marie Antoinette, as well as, as, well as Charles Bonnet, uh, Jean-Paul Marat and John Hancock. So now we come to the penultimate year of this week's episode, uh, 1794. Uh, another interesting year. Um, I told you that Robespierre's reign was short-lived. This is the year that he's overthrown and he is killed by guillotine, which is, you know, wonderfully poetic. (laughs) Um, As well as abolishing Robespierre, France also abolishes slavery in that year. And once Robespierre is out of the way, the revolutionary wars begin, where France decides that... Now it's torn itself apart, it's going to tear the rest of the world apart, because they just won't stop. (laughs) Um, Also in that year, uh, the Louvre opens to the public, so we've got terrible destruction on one side and beautiful artwork on another. Um, And 1794 is the year that the cotton gin is patented as well, so great. Um, industrial um, changes, which, while adding to the world's ability to create cotton, it also causes a lot of problems within the slave community as well. Uh, And that does actually, later on, have a lot to do with the Civil War uh, and slave rights as well. Born in in 94, uh, we have Jacques Babinet, William Lonsdale and Ferdinand Schubert. Uh, Dying that year, Robespierre, as I mentioned before, uh, but also Edward Gibbon and George Coleman. So now we come to the last year of this week's episode. Jane turns 20 in the December of 1795. And it's also the year of Beethoven's first performance. Um, The lyrical ballads of Wordsworth and Coleridge are published, uh, a collection of poems that I really love. I think there's a wonderful time for poets this this century. (laughs) Uh, And also in that year, on a slightly less happy note, uh, Britain captures Cape Town. Born in this year, we have Charles Sturt, James Gordon Bennett, uh, John Keats, another brilliant poet, uh, James Polk and Thomas Carlyle. Dying in that year is Josiah Wedgwood, Samuel Wallace, Thomas Linley and interestingly Louis Seventeenth of France. That's a little bit confusing um, because 
with the French Revolution, <laughs> everything gets a little bit complicated. Um, Louis the Seventeenth becomes Dauphin uh, in France, um, but he doesn't take over as king when his father is killed um, because France is a republic. However, he is seen as the king in the eyes of the royalists. So he is sort of recorded as Louis the Seventeenth in a lot of places uh, as well. But sadly, uh, this is the year he dies, so he never actually gets to be king proper of France, if you like. And there we have it. Another very busy 10 years that we've looked at today. Uh, and this is also the decade where we really start to see Jane flourish as an author as well. So when I go into her history, um, I'll start looking at that properly and we can see um, where she is. But she's really starting to find her voice in, in this decade. Uh, join me next week for part three. Uh, when we will look at the world of Jane's 20s. So, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm really enjoying putting this podcast together and I would love to know if you're enjoying it uh, as well. Do leave me a comment or, or tweet me as well and just let me know what you think about the podcast. Uh, and I'm always happy to answer questions as well. So um, drop me a line. Once again, thanks for listening and happy reading, your faithful servant, the author. <laughs>